Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everybody. I hope you're doing okay. Um, I hope you're having a good day and a good week. Um, I'm just adjusting. It's crazy. Tomorrow will be one week that we came home. But of course, we had a day without power. And then once we got power back, it was almost hard to look at everything because we had been gone for 10 days. So we had bags everywhere. And, you know, I haven't even driven around my neighborhood because I've already heard that there are contents of people's houses like furniture, clothing, electronics just on the curb. So I am I'm not there yet. And this kind of ties in with what this podcast is about. I'm emotionally protecting myself um, from seeing all of that because I'm not sure I can handle it right now. Um, I know how bad this storm was. I, I was there. It was blowing. We were in a concrete structure and it felt like it was made out of paper and it blew for hours, eight, nine hours. Um, and my neighbors basically, you know, a few blocks away, they've lost everything. So I count my lucky stars and my blessings because even though I'm renting, my house is standing, we didn't get flooded, nothing really bad happened and I'm back home and a lot of people don't have a home right now. Um, I'm even lucky because I have a different internet system than most people in the area and theirs hasn't come back yet. And I knew instinctively because the one we have, it's actually cheaper, but it works better. And we had internet the minute the power came back, the internet was still working. Anyway, I've been busy um, posting videos on my TikTok. I'm going to link my TikTok in the description as well. So guys, there's lots of opportunities here. You can watch TikTok, my TikTok channel. Um, it's called Escape Narcissists. You'll know it's the, the picture is of a woman's silhouette with like an orange background. Like if the sun were setting, you'll recognize it. Um, I have been posting on Instagram the same videos, but I have more videos on TikTok. Um, I don't have the goofy. I did when I first started it, but the last, the last, um, I don't know, 10 videos or whatever, they're not silly ones. They're, I start with a joke, but they're not, you know, songs in the background. I'm doing silly dancing, so I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So, um, there is a person, and, and any of you that may listen to or li- listen, watch TikTok, you may follow her, um, Mama Tot. Um, I don't know if you can look her up as Mama Tot, T-O-T, but her name is something about shoes. I, I don't remember. I found her originally because she was raised by a narcissistic mother and has been no contact for 16 years. Um. She she talks about all different types of things and she she's funny and she's beloved on TikTok and she's been having issues lately. But I truly love her and I love watching her and she lifts my spirits. Um and maybe she can lift yours as well. Alright. So what I want to talk about is something that was actually brought up as a question on 
to me directly on a DM on my Instagram account. I have so many social media accounts now. It's it's I'm I'm flipping back and forth between four different social media accounts. People who who think that it's real easy should try it. <laughs> Because you're posting it, you have to make the videos, and I don't even edit. So I, the people who are real serious and are editing, wow, it's it's a lot of work. Because I have to juggle between Instagram, TikTok, you know, um, Facebook, and, and this, right? The podcast. Um, it's a lot of work and a lot of different avenues, right? Now that I'm not afraid of showing my face, it's it's a lot of work because my face is out there and I'm putting videos out and he, wow, okay. So anyway, moving on, this, this podcast is about when you go no contact and what it feels like. And maybe it's not something that I have tackled sufficiently. I've probably mentioned it in a no contact video uh, podcast. You see what I'm talking about? Too much stuff. My brain doesn't know what I'm saying. Um, I've probably mentioned the emotional response, but maybe I haven't tackled it enough that people need to hear what to expect. Okay. Now, not everyone is the same, and I want to preface that. And I also want to say, right now, I am not a therapist. I say that a lot, right? I don't want to get in trouble. Um, the information I have is from years of experience, a lot of research, reading books, and watching therapists on YouTube. But I'm not a therapist. Do I have more more knowledge about narcissism than a lot of therapists? I absolutely do. Just that, though. I'm not a therapist, so I don't have the knowledge of how the brain works and all of that that goes behind, you know, that works in the background of how therapy works. So, there you go. I discl- That's my disclaimer. I'm not a therapist. This is for informational purposes, and hopefully I can help you, regardless of be having a title or not, right? Okay, so um, I'm also going to put out there one thing because I've been thinking about it. This is my passion. This beyond anything, this is my passion. Um, I want to get to a place where in 20 years people are accepting that mothers can be bad mothers, mean mothers, narcissistic, selfish. So if I were to do a coaching program, where not a program, I would do one-on-one coaching, like like therapy session, but coaching, right? Coaching is a little different. I would want to know if any of you would be interested in it. Um, go to my Instagram page. It's gonna. It, I always. That's how I start this podcast, and I put in the description. Go to my Instagram page or any of the other outlets, and let me know if you would be interested in it. I've tried it before, but maybe now's the time to do it. You know, sometimes it's just not the right time, right? Okay, so. What happens after you decide to go no contact? And I'm going to, again, preface this by saying this is not everybody's response. And I'm going to actually talk about the different responses that I personally have seen and my own, okay? First of all, going no contact is not the answer to everything, and it... Let me rephrase that. It's not going to fix everything. Okay? Going no contact is a very complicated and brave thing that we do to protect ourselves. When we can't take it anymore. When we know they've done something so heinous 
that we're done. Or it's just one little thing, but it's been accumulating. It's the straw that broke the camel's back situation. And you just can't tip that. One last thing just tips you over the edge, right? I don't know about you people listening, but the way I react to things is I will take and take and take. But when, when I'm done, I'm done. And the example that I have for this is I was married for eight years. I was unhappy. I didn't even know exactly why I was so unhappy. It was not a good relationship. And I kept on trying to figure out what was going on. One, you know, suggested therapy. It just wasn't working. And then one day a switch went off in my head that said, you need to get out. And that was it. I was done. There was no going back. And that's what happened. And that's what happened with my mother, too. Okay, so um, what happens after you make that that jump, right? After you make that decision and you execute the decision. I'm not going to talk about how to execute it. There's plenty. I have five or six podcasts just on going no contact. Go back and, and listen to those. I want to talk about what it feels like and what you're going to go through. The things that come after. First of all, thinking that going no contact with someone who's been hurting you for many years, who raised you, is going to just magically make your feelings go away. That's not that's not a good way to see this. We have to be realistic, right? Your feelings are going to going to be there. And going no contact is more than likely going to trigger guilt, okay? Now, I'm going to give you an acronym. I believe that's the word, acronym FOG. Fear, obligation, guilt. If you do anything because of fear, obligation, or guilt, that is the wrong reason. And you should rethink what you're doing. Okay? So if the word guilt comes up and every single time someone's contacted me, the word guilt is the main problem. Why do we feel guilty? Okay? Number one, it's socially not accepted. And that's where my goal is in all of this. To get people to open their eyes to, oh, it's okay for a dad to be narcissistic but not a mother. That's not cool. Now, I know that some of you have a narcissistic father. I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm just saying... It's okay on Father. I've seen this so often. On Mother's Day, everyone praises uh, their mothers, right? And, and we all hate that day. I know. I, I know. Believe me. But Father's Day, people can go on Facebook and say, well, I wish my mother a happy Father's Day since my father was in in my life. Or it's okay to badmouth your dad and not okay to badmouth your mom. Um, it's not okay. To say your your mom is a saint, I mean, it is okay if she's a saint, right? <laughs> but for a lot of us, first of all, don't believe everything you read on Facebook or social media. People are in the middle of being abused by a mother and don't know it, just like all of you and me, okay, included. I'm, I'm in this. I get it. For many years, if you would have asked me, what is your relationship with your mother like? I would have said we're best friends. Believe it or not. And I and I think about that and I go, I know for sure I would have said we were best friends. We're not best friends. Just because I told her everything in my life and she used it against me did not make us best friends, obviously. Okay. So going back to what what feelings you have. Okay, the fact that 
just going no contact is not going to take away your feelings. And the first feeling most likely is going to be guilt. My situation was different. It was extreme anger. But because she had done something heinous, I was confused, angry, and I had a mental breakdown. Like I was crying and and screaming. It was awful. And it was five years ago during a hurricane. It was having lived through another hurricane is brought up all of that. Um, So it is normal. And let me explain this. It is 100% normal to feel guilty because that is how they've raised us. Don't forget that they raised us to be compliant. They manipulated us with everything, religion, mostly and a lot, right? They told us that God was watching and they that God was going to punish you. In my case, she actually made me kneel in front of a saint. And now I finally am free of all of that stuff because I I know that and that this is just my this is my my journey. My journey has been to let go of the the religion. 100%. That doesn't mean I'm not spiritual. It means I don't believe in religion. Religion is something made by humans, old men who made up rules that no longer are viable in this day and age. Just it just isn't. Okay? I'm not if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Live and let live, okay? You can believe what you want to believe and I'm okay with that. I support everyone in their beliefs. I just, that's my journey. My journey was to let go of the things that were used to control me. So you're going to have guilt. And the guilt is not coming from where you think it is. Because I had it too. Tremendous guilt. Right? How could I stop speaking to my mother? The guilt is coming from the outside pressures of society that it's not okay to stop talking to your parents. It's okay to stop to divorce someone who's toxic. Stop talking to your friend who's toxic. Leave a job because the boss is toxic. It's not okay to stop talking to your mother who's toxic. I don't understand that. Because if you think about it, the boss at your job is a mother or could be a mother, right? Could be a woman who is a mother. That means she's toxic to her kids. That's where I don't understand when people compartmentalize people who are toxic. And yet these are mothers also. Best friends could be mothers also. And if they're toxic with you, they're toxic with their kids. Case in point, right? They're not connecting that. They're making, okay, it's a friend, not a mother. It's a boss, not a mother. Except there could be mothers. There could be, you know, unless they're men, then they're fathers, right? Um, And I'm not talking about a gender here. I'm just speaking in general about how society doesn't really accept it, especially if it's your mother, right? It happens with the father too, because the person contacted me was, it is her father and she feels guilty. Again, it's the same thing. You were raised to feel guilty. He controlled and manipulated you with guilt. Right? That is, that religion is, every religion, every single one is based on feeling guilty about something. Okay? The only religion that I've come across that has that is more philosophical and I want to look into it more and I may even join a Buddhist temple is Buddhism because Buddhism's not based on feeling guilty it is philosophy it is a way of living and thinking so you were raised to feel guilty so you do okay So there's the two components. Society doesn't accept it. 
and you've taken that on, right? And you were raised by the person who you are no contact with and they, they they raised you to feel guilty. The other thing is, and this is the, the hardest part and I think the part that most people don't understand that you have to deal with when you go into contact is the family, okay? This narcissist has been doing the smear campaign or talking about you, lying about you, saying really awful things about you for years, most likely. Not for not not right after you go no contact. When you go no contact, it's almost like they ramp it all up, and that's the point where they can say, "See, I told you," because they have been talking about you already for years. My mother had been lying about me as far back as when I was in college, and I had no idea. To the family. Now, in my case, and I'm grateful for this being my situation, the family consists of five people. I said in the last po- podcast, I counted, right? <laughs> if you heard it. Um, five people, all of which I don't want to be in contact with anyway. I remember when I went no contact with my mother, one of the things I saw is the silver linings. I don't have to talk to my damn aunt anymore. Because I hated my aunt ever since I was a kid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly explain why. My aunt, for Christmas, when we were children, she had... My two second cousins, which are her grandchildren, don't worry about trying to follow the family tree here. Don't worry about it. And me, three kids around the same age. She would give a $20 bill to the male grandson, like uh, $10 to the female granddaughter, to the granddaughter, and I'd get $5. I was the oldest of the three, I should add. I didn't like her, and I had good reason, because already she was choosing who she liked better, and she didn't even try to hide it. I knew what was going on, okay? And the male uh, cousin, this is the one that I just recently blocked and said, I'm done. I, I stopped connection with them. So anyway, well, how does this relate? Okay, so when you go into contact, you have to figure out how you're going to deal with the family. Because 100% positively, someone, if not all of them, are going to go after you. How could you do this? You need to forgive her. I had, oh my God, I spoke to two of my mother's friends that my mother knew for a long... One, she knew from Cuba, from when she was a child. And the other one, she knew before I was born. And I decided that I was going to talk to them because they were going to give me information I might not know. And all I got was two women telling me, ask God to help you forgive her. Okay? I'm surprised that there was even that part of it where I had to forgive her. So there was... You know, I, I, I still, you know, I was thinking about that because they never admit guilt. I just assume that she told them to say that because that was to her benefit. So I wouldn't, so I'd come back, right? Um, So that was thrown in my face. I just reinforced the fact that I didn't really want to be religious um, when these people are trying to convince me to be in a toxic situation because of religion, Hell no. <laughs> so that's the other thing that's going to come your way when you go into contact. Um, is everyone in the family. So these things all create your feelings about it. Okay? And some of you are going to have siblings that are going to also try to abuse you in that way. Wanting you to go back in contact. How could you be no con- contact? How could you not speak to mom or dad or both? Right? So that is the reason you feel the way you do, okay? There are outside forces as well as things that have been ingrained in you. 
Now, the question that this woman asked me on Instagram was, well, how how do I stop feeling this way? I remember that desperation at the beginning of just wanting to feel better, okay, not think about them every moment of the day. Because that's how it, it was for me and a lot of you. Now, not everybody. I've also had comments of, I went no contact and it was the best thing I ever did. I've never been better. Everyone's not built the same way. Everyone is not, you know, does not react to things the same way. There are, they say from all the research I've done that there's two things that happen with children raised by narcissists. You either become compliant and you try to appease and and do what they want and make them happy. And then there's the rebellious kind, which is the ones that are like, no, screw you. I'm going to have sex, do drugs, sneak out of the house, right? I was the first kind, unfortunately. I wish I had been the second kind because, well, it would have been more fun. And if you're going to abuse me anyway, why not have the fun, right? (laughs) Think back at that. Um, I wish I was 20 years old and I could just go back and just give my mother the middle finger and say, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what you say. You know, eh, you live the way you lived. You can't go back in time and change it. And we can't really regret everything we've not done or done. We have to just move on from this point. Now, of course, I'm not going to do stupid things now. I'm married. I'm almost 50 years old now at this point. Life is just different. Okay, so some people do have that relief because they've probably been disconnecting from the narcissist for years and not even realized it. So by the time they just pull a plug on going on contact, they've already gone through the grieving process. Now, this is a grieving process, okay? Realizing your parents are narcissist, accepting it is step one, and then everything else is part of the grieving process, right? It, it It's just, you have to feel it. There's no way around it, people. I, I swear, I wish there was. Now, this is where I can come in for you if you decide, and, and if I decide to start this coaching thing, where I can help you to see the reasons why you went no contact, because that's what's going to keep you in line. It is knowing the reasons, okay? And, And keep telling yourself, I went no contact because of these awful things they did to me. And I'm doing it for my own mental health as much as it hurts right now. It's going to get better. I'm going to tell you something that happened while... I had been no contact maybe a year. It was a year. It was in that first year. Um, I was going to therapy myself, and I told my therapist, I feel guilty. I didn't, I didn't call my father for his birthday. I didn't send him a card. I didn't send him a gift. And she said to me, well, your birthday passed. Did he call you? Those were the only words she needed to tell me for me to go, oh, no, damn. No, he hasn't. And no, I don't feel bad anymore. And that was that. that. Little simple things that just don't occur to you can be the thing that makes you realize, oh, okay, why do I feel guilty when they're not doing anything to make me, to, to, to make me regret my decision? They're doing things to make me be glad that I didn't that I made my decision to be no contact. So it's a process. It's a long process. It takes years. It's 5 years for me, okay? And there's no time limit, okay? I'm saying 5 years for me, but for you it could be 
three or it could be ten. It's different. There is no set time limit. Everybody's different. I told you there are people who go no contact and feel better than ever. Now, sometimes that's just a temporary feeling because you're like, oh, the relief, but then the the guilt and all the and the family getting involved and all of that sets in later, you know. So I, I'm always a little leery of people who are like, it's the best thing I ever did, you know. If it's been years and you and you always felt that way, okay, fine. For you, it was the best thing. You didn't feel bad, but for most people, we go through extreme pain. Okay, it is our parents, after all. It is the people. That we're supposed to love us unconditionally. And that's the other thing. The reason you feel bad is because you're still projecting onto them what they were in your mind. What they were supposed to be like, not what they actually were like. So instead of thinking, this is who they were, you're thinking, but it's my dad and he was supposed to blah, blah, blah. It's my mom, and he, but you leave out he was supposed to or she was supposed to. In your mind, you're just projecting onto them what they weren't, right? Just because sometimes they were nice to you doesn't negate how awful they were to you most of the time. Of course they were nice to you sometimes. If, if they were awful 100% of the time, they couldn't confuse you. They couldn't trauma bond you. Right? So it's a matter of just feeling it. It's okay to feel bad. We live in a society where I think just now the phrase, it's okay to not be okay, is coming about. We were raised in in a society that, depending on how old you are, but We were not emotionally intelligent. And I don't really like that term, but I get what it means. Where we were supposed to suppress bad feelings. Okay? I had panic attacks as a child. And I was, I hid it. I hid my anxiety when I was in my early 20s and all. Because it was just something you didn't talk about. You hid from people. Because you were looked at as crazy if you had a mental health issue, right? And now it's all over the place. It is in commercials on TV. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Uh, I could have used this when I was going through it, right? It kind of makes me angry, you know, because I suffered so much because I was unable to express or even admit that it was happening to me. It's okay to not be okay. And that is what you have to accept. Just like you accept the narcissist. Bad feelings are going to happen. I will get through it. That is the one thing I guarantee you. I am here talking about it five years later. Okay. And um, in my last podcast, I explained to you what freedom I finally felt. And that is still the case. I finally am in a place where I'm done. Even though I'm talking about it, it's different. I'm I'm talking about it from a place of distance, not from a place of emotion. So that's better for you because uh, you're hearing a different voice than you would have heard three years ago when I started the podcast. Um. Because it just takes time. It takes patience. There's no other way of saying that. It takes time and patience and feeling your feelings and finding a therapist or a coach who knows about narcissism to lead you in the right direction when you have a specific issue like me and my dad's birthday where they can help you say, well... Did did they do anything to you? I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, I think I probably did. But just now, right before this hurricane, I called my dad and he was not nice. He was cold 
and immediately wanted to get off the phone. So I just hung up. I didn't say anything. I hung up. And my ex, who still talks to him, I'm on okay terms with him right now, but I don't trust it. So keep listening because in a few podcasts, I'll probably be um, cursing my ex out again. <laughs> um, he told me, my ex called me or texted me and told me, by the way, I spoke to your dad and he asked about you. Okay. And by that point, I had already, like, I really threw my dad away. I'm done with him. He is a bad person. A man who has three children who he abandoned as children is not a good person. Period. End of story. And I'm not one of those three. Okay. I'm the fourth one. <laughs> um, But it, it's not about my brothers. It's about what he did. Right. The proof is in the pudding, people. He's a, he's not a good person. He's not. There's proof of it everywhere. If I ever had a conversation with him, I would tell him that. I'd be like, look, you can't expect me to be this doting daughter when you abandon kids. That's your thing. Just consider me number four. That's all. All right. So my ex tells me your dad asked about you, and I said to him, I just want you to know that phone that you talk to him on works to call people out. He could have called me and he made this face like he contorted his face like he understood 100% what I was saying. He got it. Because I, 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 I was thinking, how do I tell my ex to not give him me updates on my father? I'm at the point where I don't even want to know what's going on with my father at all. I want him to be a ghost. Done. He do, he doesn't exist in this realm of reality of my reality. Right? I gave him a year after my mother died. A year where I was the one trying. And he rejected me. And I think this last little... The hurricane, I think, woke him up a little bit, just a little bit, and now it's too late. And I'm not changing my mind. I don't care. I'm done. Okay? So anyway, because I already suffered with not talking to him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like it's a big deal to me now. It was, you know, and, and not talking to him. I didn't have a relationship with him, but that's another story. So... So my ex hopefully got it and will not be giving me updates on my dad because I don't want to know. And, you know, when my daughter does it, I'm going to have to tell her kindly the same thing. Please don't give me updates. I'm not in, in his life. If you want to be, that's your business. Um, I'm not going to be responsible for him. And I suggest you do the same for yourself. She won't. <laughs> she won't. Anyway. So we have to feel the feelings. We have to go through them. We're going to remember what they did to us with such anger and such frustration for a long time. Those memories are just going to come to us and we're going to feel so bad. But we have to, instead of ignoring them when you have a memory, don't push the memory aside. Deal with it. Talk to it if you have to. Say, okay, I hear you. I have felt been feeling bad about this, but I'm done feeling bad about that particular thing. So I release you, and that's it. And that's what you're going to do with everything that happens. And it'll come a point when, yes, you'll still have a memory, but it won't have any feelings attached to it, and that's where you want to get. Right? It's not like I've forgotten what my mother has done to me or my father. I just don't care. Doesn't feel like anything when I remember something like, eh. So, I know that happened. I don't have to deal with it anymore. I'm done. This My life right now is me and my husband, my three cats. That's my life. Right? And working on moving forward. I, I have aspirations. I have goals. Working towards those goals is what matters to me now. Okay? So I know that this may not be exactly what some of you wanted to hear. 
right? If you just want no contact or if you're thinking about it, right? Because what do you want to hear? Going no contact is the best thing that ever happened and I feel free and I feel wonderful and I've lost weight. And yeah, some people say that that wasn't my experience at all. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and then COVID happened. Um, my experience sucked. Okay. I was stuck at home just thinking about everything. But at the same time, that whole situation also brought about me coming out and doing this podcast and doing the social media. So, you know, you take the good with the bad, right? You take the good with the bad. I'm glad, I'm grateful for being able to do this because not only did this podcast become a therapist for me, that's how it started, by the way, if if I haven't said this in a while, I used to put on my voice recorder and talk to it like I was talking to my therapist. Um, and it helped every time when I was freaking out, when I was panicking, I would calm down, just naturally just calm down just because I was saying it. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying it out loud and just just letting it come out of your body. That's why they say journaling is good. I personally don't like to write. I did it for a long time. I stopped. Um, cause now I find little notes of things. I'm like, oh damn, I, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to, oh, oh no, you know, I don't want to read my little notes. Um, I'm more of a talker, hence the podcast. Um, but my husband's like, if you're talking to a voice recorder, why not make a podcast? It was his idea. Everything I've done with social media my Instagram page, he was the one who actually set it up for me. Not that I couldn't, I just didn't, it wasn't in me. And he was like, I'm, I'm doing it, I don't care. And I, and I put a couple of posts out there and I ignored it. And I had over 200 followers and I'm like, oh, people are listening to this? All right. And that's when I started really working on it, you know, putting my voice out there. Um... And I came around at a time where there weren't too many narcissist pages, like narcissistic mother pages. Um, there's more now, but I I was there before that, which, you know, I was lucky to have come in when I did. Anyway, so it's going to be a long process. It's going to hurt. You're going to have to deal with people just not accepting it. I could do a whole podcast on how to deal with those people, right? The people that even strangers or people that you barely know giving their opinion um, lie about your situation. Is There's nothing wrong with not telling people your, your whole life story. Stop doing it. Um, you're, at, you're at a job. Let's say you've got a new job and you can start your life over there. Tell people the, that your parents are dead. Tell them that. It doesn't matter if it's not true. In your case, they are dead. So therefore, tell them they're dead. Minimize the amount of people that have the opportunity to make you feel bad. Okay? And that's one way to do it. With the family, the people that are persistent and who do not side with you, they're not your people. Okay? Cut them out of your life. You go no contact with them too. I did it. You know, of course, I told you I felt relieved that I was able to do it. Okay. But that's what you have to do. You have to get rid of everyone who is pushing you, who is telling you that what you're doing is wrong. Um, Society in general doesn't. Right, doesn't believe in this. So you're gonna get people who tell you that. So if they don't know they don't know your family, tell them a lie. Or don't tell them information. Don't go into it. Okay? Honestly, if people push and it's someone like I, I know some of you have the situation where you live in the same town you've lived in forever and they know people are nosy, they don't have lives of their own to worry about. Um 
if you have to tell them, you know what, this isn't any of your business, you tell them that because it isn't their business. Your life is not anyone's business, right? You tell them that. Screw it. Who cares? But if you live in a place that's not so close to mom, it's not close to where you grew up, freaking lie about it. My parents are dead. Then no one will bother you and you can live your life, right? And I already told you, family members, a lot of them are going to drop off. Friends, you're going to know who your true friends are for sure. It's not fun and it's not easy, but that's how it happens. All right, I think I've talked enough. My mouth is dry. Um, I hope this is helpful. I know it's not what you wanted to hear because everyone wants to hear I went no contact. Ah, oh, everything is fine and dandy and everything is fixed. The truth is going no contact is horrible. It's terrible. It's hard. But it's something that you need to do for you because being in the abuse, you will be in it forever. It will be a never-ending thing. You need to do it for yourself. Okay, I read, I saw a TikTok yesterday and my eyes just, my jaw dropped and that doesn't happen often with me. A Gen Xer, right? There's a lot of us, Gen X, are my generation, came on and said, how many of us Gen Xers are dealing with our parents getting older and having to take care of them when they weren't good to us? When they gave us trauma. So they're not talking specifically about narcissistic parents. But boy, I think it's a generational thing. And I've been thinking that for a long time. And that TikTok supports my theory that our parents, okay, the parents that were born in the 40s and 50s are all messed up. They're just all messed up. Most of them were toxic. Most of them had the idea that children were to be seen and not heard. They didn't care about us. They were self-centered. There was something about that era that made them that way. And I wish there were more studies done on that because I just, it, it just, I know. I know, I know it in my gut when most of my followers are my age, Right? And older, even older, there's something really messed up about the way that those people were raised themselves. And we're the generation that's starting to say no. And the question that the woman posed on TikTok is, you know, what do I do? I don't want to take care of my parents. I don't want to take time off of work. I don't want to leave my family to take care of people who were abusive to me. And this woman did a stitch, right? She responded to it by saying, I'm not, I'm not taking care of my parents. And a lot of people agree with that. People, we've always heard the expression, you reap what you sow. If your sowing was abusing the person who's supposed to take care of you later, expect they're not going to, okay? And that's what my dad is dealing with now because he didn't expect his life to turn out the way it did. My mother died first, okay? And she died relative, I mean, she was almost 81, not super young. She died a year ago. He's all alone and he is all alone because you reap what you sow, MFR. You know, that's what happens, (laughs) And look, I'm laughing because he didn't expect this. He didn't expect to be alone at this point in his life. He always expected my mother to be there, me to be there. Sorry, you messed up big time. You never stood up to her. You never defended me. The day that she wanted me to die in the heat, you didn't say anything. If anything, you yelled at my husband over the phone. Now, be alone. Have fun. He lived 10 days without power. So he got a little bit of a taste of what they did to me five years ago. Anyway, 
There it is. It takes a long time. Give yourself grace. Feel it. Feel bad. Try to stay away from people who are going to make you feel even worse. And guilt is a a feeling that is not useful in most cases. In some cases, they are. But in this situation, the guilt that you feel towards someone who abused you is because they made you feel guilty your whole life. And now you're just programmed to do it. So don't, okay? I love you. I do. I want you guys to all feel better. And that's why I'm being honest. I don't want to come on here and say, yeah, everything's fine and dandy. It's not going to be. It's going to be hard. But at the end of it, you're going to be better. Those people that force the memories, that that like bottle it up or, or try to move the memory to the side, that's going to come out eventually. That doesn't work. You do have to confront those memories. You have to confront your feelings. Feel your feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not going to die because you're sad. Right? And slowly but surely, you will come out of it. I promise you. I promise. Okay? And you will be such a smarter, better, more well-adjusted person after the fact. That's what your your goal is, to get there. But to get there takes time. It takes patience. It takes knowledge, right? Do as much research as you can on narcissism so that you know what they're going to do because you're probably going to get Hoover attempts so that you're prepared to deal with everything. But yeah, it takes time. It does. I'm here. Remember that. Go to my Instagram page. Send me a DM. I'm here. Okay? I love you all. I'm going to finish now because I really need to drink something. (laughs) And until next time.